very warm greetings towards all my listeners. I welcome you all to the yet another interesting episode of our ZDP Zero Down Podcast Shorts. Today, I Khushi Kumari, Harsha Bharti and Pratishi Palvi from third year are going to present a very interesting podcast on the topic Economic Contributions of the Royal Mughal Women. So without any further delays, let's move forward with our podcast. We begin by trying to get an insight uh, into the Mughal Haram. The term Haram finds its roots in the Arabic Harim, denoting basically a sacred, inviolable space that later grew on to be identified with the living quarters for women who were related to the royal family. It most often is known to be a system whereby the female relatives of a man shared their time and living space with each other, collectively establishing linkages to their communities in the process. When we talk of the Mughal Haram specifically, which had been mostly perceived as an unchanging, undifferentiated, passive, private female domain by scholars in the past, we however have some interesting insights at our disposal. Aini Akbari by Abul Fazl suggests that the number of ladies residing within the Haram during Akbar's reign was more than 5,000. With women and eunuchs being appointed in positions like matrons, Mahaldars or chief lady officers, the Hesildars or accountants, and Begis or women guards, the harem had begun evolving into a complex fabric of diversified political and economic interplay, a characteristic often contrarily veiled under the common perception of the harem as being a solely recreational space for a male with women being associated with sexual services only. A close look at Ira Muktoy's work Daughters of the Sun, Empress, Queens and the Begums of the Mughal Empire, leads us to understand that there were wives like Noor Jaha and Mumtaz Mahal, wet nurses like Maham Anga, mothers like Hamida Bano, sisters like Roshanara and Jahanara, who enjoyed a respectable position within the empire and wielded remarkable powers like issuing official orders and document their own seals called farmans, nishans or parvanas. Some engaged in extensive mercantile activities entitled to large profits. We find accounts of Akbar's wife, Maryam Uzzamani, owning a large ship and administering a vast international trading network from the Surat port to various ports in Red Sea. The royal women of the harem are also believed to have carried out extensive building activities, financing the construction of markets, caravans, sarais for travellers, tombs, etc. They also enjoyed annual salaries ranging as high as 23,000 Mahmoodis by Noor Jahan. Noor Jahan. Noor Jahan was 20th wife and chief consort of the Mughal Emperor Jahangir. She was born in 1577 and died in 1645. During Noor Jahan's time as a queen, the economy of Mughal emperor grew very strong as she knew how to make the economy grow and how to help people to make them richer, which can lead to further strengthening of the economy. She wanted people to trade more as she removed the obstacles and made the trading rules fair. She built new roads and bridges which made it easier for people to travel more and move things around. She cared about the farmers of the country and wanted them to do well, which further led to making their lives better and the country richer. She liked beautiful items, that's why she encouraged people to make amazing cloth pot and metalwork which they could sell and make money. It also made our country famous for its handicrafts. <laughs> 
She loved art and culture. She helped artists and musicians and encouraged people from other places to visit due which they spent money on food and things which helped to boost our economy. She made money system work to very well and she has rules to stop prices from going up too much so that people can feel safe to use money and businesses can grow even more. She was a great leader which led the Mughal emperor economy grow stronger. Because of her contributions the country became rich and people had better lives. Mumtaz Mahal Mumtaz Mahal was also called as Arjuband Banu Begum. She was born in 1593 and she died on 17th June 1631. She was the wife of Mughal emperor Shah Jahan. She died at a very early age due to hemorrhage. Regarding her contribution for our economy, we have a live example of one of the great monuments Taj Mahal which is situated in Agra. It took nearly 22 years to build the monument. As it is Mumtaz Mahal because of her only we have such a monument presently which is great booster for our economy taj mahal has a great impact on our indian economy the beautiful the beautiful monument on the bank of river yamuna in agra made by shah jahan in 1631 in memory of his beloved wife mumtaz mahal it is a dream like monument which showcases the art and culture of mughal time it attracts a large number of tourists every year from all over the world resulting as a key driver for the economy its economic value have been increased sharply as the revenue generates from the visiting tickets hotels rests recreation photographers and many more which impacts our tourism sector in a very positive and economic way princess jahanara begum mughal princess jahanara was the eldest child of emperor shah jahan she was born in 1614 and died in 1681 Jahanara was responsible for the trade with the English and Dutch. She also owned her own ship, the Sahibi. As per the Shah Begum, the first lady of the harem, she has the right to issue farmans and nishans and was responsible for affixing the imperial seal to all royal edicts. The state nobles and king or foreign ambassadors, whether commercial or political, sought her intervention before the emperor in their favor. She sponsored the building of the Jami Masjid in 1648. Out of the 18 buildings commissioned by women in the city of Sahajahanabad, Jahanara commissioned five of them. The best known of her projects is Chandni Chowk, one of the Delhi's largest wholesale market. She also designed a carven sarai for Persian and Uzbek merchants in that area, decorated with canals and gardens. On Aurangzeb's ascent to the throne, Roshanara, her younger sister, was replaced by her as Padshah Begum. After the death of Emperor Shah Jahan in 1666, Jahanara and Aurangzeb reconciled. She again became the first lady, and the control of the Khandani Shahi, the royal family, and the harem was entrusted to her. Aurangzeb respected her and sought her counsel in dilemma matters of state and public welfare. Princess Roshanara Begum. Roshanara Begum was a Mughal princess and the third daughter of Emperor Shah Jahan. She was the sister of Jahanara Begum. She was born in 1617 and died in 1671. Roshanara was a brilliant woman and a talented poet. After Aurangzeb's accession to the throne in 
Roshanara was given the title of Padshah Begum by her brother and became the first lady of the Mughal Empire. Roshanara was also granted the right to issue nishans. The exceptional privilege was allowed only, only to those who held a high rank in the imperial harem. She was appointed as a mansabdar, a high-ranking position in the emperor's army that was used to enforce his rule and maintain his authority, especially during his absence. She also took an interest in several aspects of the state and governance and advised him on dilemma matters of state and accompanied him to important meetings like Shura or Divan from behind her curtain-sitting place. She even patronized the building of the Jama Masjid. Now we have an interesting observation regarding the prospective contributions of the royal Mughal women in economic development of their own periods. So we are going to talk about the participation of Mughal women in trade. So Mughal women were known to be economically prosperous, having access to abundant resources complemented by their engagement in inland and overseas trade and other commercial activities. The fondness of cotton, silk, wool fabrics, jewellery, items of decoration, carpets, cutlery, vases, shawls led to the rise of karkhanas and markets along with the growth of inland and overseas trade to meet the demands of the haram. White umbertis and many other fabrics were procured in the region of Bihar. Large consignments of silk were traded from Bengal to Agra, and the best trade links were with Iran and Central Asia. Silk were traded from China and Persia. The needs and demands of the royal Mughal women, their extravagant lifestyles, contributed to the boost of internal and external industries and a flourishing economy. The royal ladies also commissioned the construction of various sarais for travellers and merchants, which encouraged merchants to invest in large-scale trade. Begum Sarai, built by Jahanara Begum, the daughter of Shah Jaha, is one of the prominent examples. Maryam Uzzamani, or Rahimi, is said to have a huge number of financial intermediaries and advisors who helped her in her engagement in an extensive trade network incorporating international dealings even. The trade included exports of cotton, indigo, silk, leather, opium, carpets and imports of gold, silver, ivory, pearls, amber, perfumes, etc. Rahimi was also known to have been running a ship service that carried passengers to Mecca for pilgrimage. So we see these royal Mughal ladies from the time of Babur to Aurangzeb and beyond taking an active interest in the rather male-dominated intricate field of economics with their contributions leading to pioneer developments during their period. Their active participation in trade and construction activities most certainly boosted the commercial sector in the empire with alluring profits at their disposal. At a time when women were expected to adhere to financial dependency on their husbands, these women left a deep mark of exemplary defiance of taboos and stereotypes with their active participation in contributing to social as well as their own personal welfare.